Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys today? Good morning. Great to see you all. Welcome to Men's Breakfast. My name is Johnny Hampton. No. No. My name is Mark Marquin. I am filling in for Johnny Hampton today. Um, Johnny is on a beach somewhere, I believe, with his family. He hates missing, loves this event, loves being with you guys. Um, So when you see him, if you've never met him, you need to meet Johnny. He's amazing. Um, But when you do see him, thank him for all that he does for us in this event. Um, This has consumed me. The little role I'm playing today has been like, what else? You know, so... Uh, Johnny does a ton. Johnny does a ton. So when you see him, uh, please thank him. Thank him for everything he does for this event. Um, It's turned into something really special. And uh, it's an honor to be a part of this. So shake his hand, hug his neck, but don't touch his hair. That is a gift from God, and I don't think we want to go there. I want to thank uh, several men Um, that have been extremely faithful in volunteering with me at this event. Jason McClendon, Al Pro, Frank Garner, Greg Elwick, and Jason, uh, excuse me, Jesse Anderson. Your consistency has been amazing. And the faithfulness has just taken a weight off of my shoulders. Um, And I'm so grateful and thankful. And I know that God is going to honor you and bless you for the time that you have offered up to him. With that said, if there's anybody who is interested in joining our volunteer team, please see me afterwards. I'd I'd love to stack up the team. Um, I'd love to give these guys who are here month in and month out a rotation, a break, give them some wiggle room in their schedule, not feel necessarily the pressure um, that if they miss, it's the the show won't go on. Let's let's stack it up. I think there's, there's room. It doesn't take a whole lot. So if you're interested, let me know. Let's, speaking of servanthood, if I can use this clicker. Great. Next Saturday, July 15th, is Love Day. Anybody involved in Love Day? Great, great. So if you're not, I want to invite you to go to uh, cotm.info. You'll see all of the opportunities there listed for where you could dive in and serve. And if, uh, if that's something that you're having problems with, see me as well, and I can help you get connected. All right, let's go on to today's speaker. If I can get back to our main slide. Today's speaker is Brett Wilson. Red discovered Church on the Move in 2010 when he Googled church, uh, Tulsa churches, and he has experienced significant life change ever since. Brett is a successful leader in both business and in ministry. With over 16 years of knowledge in the dental industry, Brett has experience <clears throat> in communicating with small businesses up to multi-billion dollar indus- uh, organizations. Brett and his wife, Brooke, have been married for 10 years they have three young children, and they are currently serving as section coaches at our uh, central campus. 
I would also like to add that Brett is a mountain men leader. So um, he, along with many other studs, are going to be trekking up a 14er in this next month or so, and they'll be asking, seeking, and knocking. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, see Brett, see Brian, see Lee, see me, and we can get you some information on that as well. Brett loves cooking with his kids, fitness, playing golf, fitness, hunting, fitness, and he loves playing guitar. Please welcome my friend and yours, Brett Wilson. Thanks, Mark. Good morning. Little Jack Nicholson for you. You see, son, we live in a world that has walls. Those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You, you, Lieutenant Weinberg, have a greater responsibility than you could possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death, while tragic, saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want to know the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, and loyalty. We use these words of life spent defending something. You use these words as a punchline. I didn't have time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I'd rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand at post. Either way, I don't give a dang what you think you're entitled to. Did you order the code red? Did you order the code red? You're darn right I did. Little Jack Nixon for you. Few good men. There's more than a few good men in this room, no doubt about it. If you would have Asked me seven years ago if I would be in this room standing right here, I would have told you you would have lost your mind. No doubt about it. We all know a bunch of movie lines. Would you agree? How many Bible verses do we know? Some of you in this room know a lot of Bible verses. I'm working on it. Some of you may feel like you're going to get a code red this morning, and that's okay. That's part of it. That's part of the men's breakfast, to get inspired, to get challenged. So I hope to do that this morning. I'm going to talk about a couple of things. One, living clean in the business world. Number two, I'm going to talk about seeking the root, is what I call it, on the constant pursuit of getting better. So I was raised in a small town, Siloam Springs, Arkansas, right over the border, wonderful family, parents married 42 years this year grandfather ran worship at our First Assembly of God Church for 40 years. We were used to standing up, clapping, quartet, he and my grandmother up there just bringing down the house. I believe, I believe there's as many people who believe that they're saved and don't have a real relationship with Jesus than there are those that know that they're far away from God or don't believe in God. It's scary. I was one of those guys. I was one of those guys that I knew Jesus. I knew Jesus died on the cross for my sins. At night, I prayed. Was I living the life 
Was I reading the Word? I had no idea what the Word was, was telling me. Shut the Bible every time I opened it. Put it back down. In all kinds of things. Right out of college, in the sales world, hard charging, believing it was all about me, in charge, right? Running and gunning with sales, drinking, entertaining, dipped for 18 years. I mean, you name it, I was into it. No doubt about it. Entertaining clients, red beers on the golf course, starting out, a couple beers. I was playing golf a couple weeks ago. I heard a guy, he's like, hey, I'll order a triple jack. And I, I just thought that, that was me. I, I did all of that and loved it. It was a great, it was a great, I was a real good time. I was the, I was the guy kind of leading the, leading the charge. But what was it all for? It was just what everybody was doing. And I was just leading the pack. Running a, a, a management in a multi-billion dollar company. Thought I was something in the mid-20s. Just working hard. Again, I thought it was all about me. I thought it was, that wasn't the guy that I would say that was just sort of you know, self-centered and, oh, hey, you know, look, at what, look at what I'm doing. It was, just, it was normal. It was what you do in business. It's what you do in business today. Being clean in business is not normal. Entertaining clients is absolutely the norm. It is. It is the norm. It's how you get to wherever you're going in most cases. And I was right there, right there in the middle of it. So Brooke and I, married 10 years, we meet in college. We meet in college. Everything's going well. I said, move to Tulsa. Business is going great. We can't have children. It was one of those moments when you're sort of in, in, in feel like you're in charge, you feel like that you're hard, hard, hard going, and you know, everything's going well, and things are just really falling into place, and then boom, you get hit with, ah, oh, can't have kids. I was the guy on the other end of the line with medical insurance, the lady's medical insurance. She said, hey, would you like to add fertility to your insurance policy? And I said, no, I'm not going to need it. No thanks. Wow. One miscarriage. Brooke has surgery. Second miscarriage. Brooke has surgery. Third miscarriage. Brooke has surgery. Dang. Go through fertility. Start the process. You just don't go to all, all, all the way through IVF. You don't just start at IVF. You start at the beginning. and Work your way through it. Had no clue how we were going to pay for it. No idea. It's $30,000. Right, it's $30,000 to go through full-blown IVF. Made the decision to do it. Now, Brooke and I, at the time, we were one foot in, one foot out of church. We would go one week, skip a couple. We were kind of the once-a-month club. Okay? Struggled with tithing. Struggled with tithing. Never got in. I was that hokey-pokey. One foot in, one foot out. I would put a little bit in the offering plate, but I wouldn't make it up on the days and the weeks that I missed. Put a little bit more in. Next time it came, uh, it came back around struggled with that. So I'm in the gym one morning. I look over, and I'm wrestling with this again. I was not really even reading the Bible, started to open it up a little bit, really wrestled with this part of, of my life was, was tithing. I look over, and there's a man in the, in the gym, and he's, he's in the free weight section, okay? So he's here in the free weight section, and and I started with this gym. I knew most everyone in the morning that was working out. So he's warming up. He's got a white T-shirt on, white pants, warming up. I don't know this guy. I walk into the gym. I start warming up. He goes right over to me. 
walks right directly over to me, introduces himself. He's 86 years old. He's from New Mexico, and he starts witnessing to me about tithing 10% on the spot. Unbelievable. He handed me a coin. This one right here. John 3.16 in Spanish. (laughs) In Spanish. Handed me a coin, John 3.16 in Spanish. I saw him on the treadmill. He was gone. He was in town for a trade show. That was it. I called the pastor at the time at the church. and was like, EFT, 10% out now. Like right, right now, automatically, just take it. Take, you know, take it out. I hear you. I hear you. God got my attention that day. So we decided to move forward with IVF, not knowing how we're going to pay for it. I didn't have $30,000 in the bank. Not even close. We made that decision, get plugged into church on the move, ended up... I remember walking in, and, and, and the worship is what I was seeking. Didn't have it where I was, so that's where Google Tulsa Church is. Walking to church on the move, and boom, the worship comes. Feeling the worship, tears are running down the, in our faces as, as we're watching the video from the Easter that, uh, that week before. Just a few weeks later, we've not implanted the two embryos, but we've made the decision to move forward. We get a check in the mail. We get a check in the mail, I open it up, I'm standing there, Brooke's right next to me in the kitchen. I open up and I look at her and I see the amount on the check. I told Brooke, I said, is it, here are our twins. And God provides. Here they were. Kate and Kayla came early. Stayed in the hospital for a while. 30000 just covered the fertility. God kept providing. Thank God for providing. Just when you think, oh, I struggle with tithing. Oh, I hear that I should tithe. Listen, gang, the church didn't ask me to talk about tithing. No one talked, asked me to talk about anything today. I just want to share with you what's on my heart. What's on my heart. And this is what came from what God has done in our lives. Twins. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. That's Kate and Kayla, our twins. They're six. And there's my lawnmower buddy, Gage. We have a good time on the, uh, on the lawnmower. When we got to church on the move, not only did we get connected with worship, her pastor talk about getting plugged in. Get plugged in, get plugged in, get plugged in. Okay, what's that look like for us? Well, we just started hosting. One thing led to another. And when it came time for us to become a section leader, when they started with sections, I remember getting a call and I was like, hey, we're in. We're in. I didn't have one conversation with Brooke. Come home, honey, guess what? We're going to go to a coffee event and we're going to be section leaders. <laughs> that is not the way to go about introducing your spouse to a level, high-level position in, uh, in volunteering at the church. Trust me. Trust me. But you know what? Sometimes, men, you got to step out and lead. you got to take, take the reins and, and lead and get plugged in. Because what does plugged in do? It's accountability. you got to show up. There wasn't any more of this one foot in, one foot out, you know, any more of the, the one visit to church every other week. We're there, 
and we're committed, and it made a big difference. It made a huge difference in what we were doing. So I wasn't ready when I walked into church. And what I mean by that is I had a long ways to go. Brooke and I get baptized, okay? I see Pastor Witt after I'm baptized, and I see Josh Anderson at the, at the time there, and Pastor Ethan, and I remember walking up to those guys and just shaking their hands. I hadn't met them, hadn't, hadn't, didn't know those guys. I just knew, you know what? I want to spend some time with them. I want to hang out with those guys. I knew I had some work to do. I don't know about you, but I had a number of things going on in my life, and it had to deal with purity, issues with purity. Some of you maybe can relate to some of these. Pornography, lust, anger, lying, thought life, profanity, substance abuse. Anybody ever dealt with any of those? Maybe you're dealing with them now. I promise you, I dealt with them. Dealt with just about all of them. Some, no one had any idea. Wasn't to the extreme level, but it was enough. So what I do about it? Got plugged in to church, but got into a clean series. It's called Clean. It's right here. You're dealing with any of those men? It's online. It's a free resource. Churchonthemove.com slash resources slash clean dash living. It's all right here. Click other and it's a whole eight-week course right here. What turned everything around in my life, the things that I dealt with, how I was speaking to people, the language that I was using, the anger that I would, and my short fuse and the, temp, and the temper that I had, the drinking. I challenged God on the drinking side of things, big time. And he, he rose to the occasion every single time. I never thought I'd be the guy that didn't drink, ever. <laughs> right here. You can pray a prayer, God works miracles but he also calls you to do the work. It doesn't always happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight for me. I write microscopically. You probably can't see any part of this. My teachers hated me in school. It was page after page, week after week after week, gang. You want to clean up a few things in your life? Get into the clean series and stay in it. Stay committed. Don't let go. Don't stop page after page, morning after morning after morning. You know what? I don't have issues with language anymore. My kids say something I'm like, where'd you hear that? You don't hear that from us. We'll talk like that. There's no drinking anymore. I don't even want it, gang. Get to the point where I thought there's no way I'm never going to want it. Right here. You're dealing with it publicly or privately? It's right here. The solution is in this series right here. I challenge you with this series right here. Go through it. Dive in. Dive in. I remember quoting this verse, Romans six fourteen. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but you're under grace. Sin shall not have dominion over you, but you're not under the law, but you're under grace. Sin shall not have dominion over you. I kept saying it over and over and over. The things that pastor was teaching, Along that list of things, the whole looking at women, we're men in this room, looking at women, thought life, bouncing the eyes. Any of you heard pastors say that? Just, when you see, bounce, boom, 
take your eyes. That helped me tremendously. Don't even pay attention. Don't even acknowledge it. It's not even there. Don't even allow it to come in. Sin should not have dominion over you. If you're not under the law, but you're under grace. Over and over and over. Over and over. It makes a difference. It makes a difference with some of these Bible verses. So, back to the corporate world. Left. On the second startup, had a couple of partners, year and a half into it, I get a phone call. They say, hey, Brett, we're going in a different direction. This isn't for us any longer. I didn't have a backup plan. My wife's father, my father-in-law, Dennis, he has a, he has a way about him. He has some one-liners, and he's amazing at one-liners. He doesn't say a lot, but when he talks, you listen. And he said something to me one day. He said, Brett, he said, uh, you didn't see that coming, huh? Any optimists in this room? <laughs> I'm an optimist to a fault. I didn't see it coming, gang. Blindsided me. I go home. I sit down over dinner. I have two-year-old twins at the time and one on the way. And I have to look at my wife and tell her I blew it. No income. Nothing. There's nothing there. I blew it. It's me. She has tears running down her face. Great job, tough guy, you know? Great job. What did I do? I laid in bed that night, and I felt a weight that I've never felt before in my life. I just felt this pressure. I just, it was just pushing me. I felt like it was like pushing me through the mattress. And what did I do that night? I started praying, gang. At this point, I'd learned enough at church. I started praying. Over and over and over. The verses that came through. God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. God has not giving me a spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1.7. But a power, love, and of a sound mind. I just said it over and over and over. Say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea. You guys know that verse. Say to this mountain, my mountain was what do I do next? The pressure started to lift as I quoted more verses. Day after day, the enemy is going to attack. Just kept repeating those verses, memorizing those and kept repeating those. Today, God is so faithful. In an opportunity, earn more than I have in the, in, in, in the past. Not be, and I don't say that to say that, hey, I earn more than I did in the past. I say it because God is faithful. He provided the opportunity. I just did what he asked me to do, which is trust in him. And dive into the word. Dive into the word. When you think and the pressure is on you, it's not anything external. It's right in that word with a few verses that you can quote and believe and just stand on that word. Thank God for that. Amen? All right. So I believe the worst disease in the planet is justification. Would any of you agree? You feel like you can justify anything, no matter what it is. Some of you feel like that you have to. You have to do certain things. Do you feel like that maybe I have, if you're drinking, maybe you feel like I have to stop drinking. If you're using profanity, maybe you feel like, hey, I have to do this. I have to stop looking at this online. I have to go do this. Maybe I need to stop yelling at my kids. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to eat a little bit better. 
Maybe I have to go do this. You know what? When you're filled with spirit and when you're living, you have Jesus inside of you, all of you guys in, in business, on the business side of things, and maybe that's the life that you live like me and you want that to change, it flat can change. It can change. What do you do about it? You dive in because the want-tos is right there. I want to do this. I want to stop drinking. I want to stop talking like that. I want to not be angry to my children. It changes from the have-to to the want-to. And you may think, oh, there's no way. I'm telling you. It changes from the have to do this, I have to go to church, that you want to go to church. You do. There's no more have to. You get plugged in, you're filled with Jesus, and you're living for Jesus, you want to do that. You want to read the Bible. It's not a have to read the Bible. It's not a have to, I have to go and spend my quiet time. You want to do that. Why? Because he provides all of those things. That feeling you get from the good buzz, he provides that. He provides it all, gang. He does, and it is the most amazing feeling in the world. And trust me, if, if any of you are like me, I sat right where you're sitting and had the same thoughts, and I'm telling you, he can move those mountains that are standing in your way, changing the have-to to the want-to. It's unbelievable. So when those things started to change, I went to dinner with, uh, with Josh before he moved, Anderson, and... He and Becca, Brooke and I are out to dinner. And I remember asking him at dinner that night, I said, Josh, man, like, like, what do you guys do? Like, what do you guys do after dinner? I hadn't been to dinner in easily 15 years without drinking. A couple, couple drinks at the house before, roadie along the way, get to the restaurant, get it going a little bit, go out afterwards. I was like, what do you guys do? I had no idea what you do. He's like, hey, man, we're going to go grab a, a coffee and go get a dessert. Great, let's go. It was awesome. <laughs> it was. We're going to go grab a cup of coffee and some dessert. You know I didn't eat dessert before? Anybody guess? Full drinking. Just kill the buzz. Put a little dessert on, you'll, you'll kill that buzz in a heartbeat. So I'll pass on that dessert. You know what I love today? I love a good dessert. <laughs> I love a good dessert and a cup of coffee after, uh, after a good meal. It's so good. But I didn't know what to do after having a meal. How crazy is that? So that was, uh, that was fun. Listen, gang, you don't have to sacrifice your family to be successful. I was the Jack Daniels every night type of guy. Stop the drinking, then I pulled out my laptop. I was the laptop guy thinking that I was busy doing some work, not paying attention to my wife at night. I was that guy. You don't have to do those things. You don't have to sacrifice the time with the family. I flew on 140 airplanes last year. You can balance it. You can say, oh, Brad, I'm too busy. I don't have time to get plugged into church. Okay? Be around some people that are busy. I heard a line, it was great. It'll stick with me forever. The more you do, the more you do. The more you do, the more you do. You get plugged into church, you got a lot of things going on. Young kids, oh, I can't get plugged in because I have young kids. Yeah, I hear you. I can relate. I'm running businesses. I'm a busy guy. I have a couple of businesses and things are just really cranking at work and I just don't, 
I just don't have time. I don't, I don't have time to spend that time with my wife. I don't have time to spend that, that one-on-one time with my, with my children. I hear you. And can I tell you? Yes, you do. You have that time. You have it as long as you make it. Because I was right there. I experienced all of that. And I do all of those things today, but I make that time. And part of it is that you got to look within yourself. And as I did, and be like, what am I, what am I missing? What coach do I need in my life that will help me along the way? Thank God for that man right there, Pastor Kirby. He's taught me how to spend time with my wife. He's taught me how to have one-on-one time with my kids. And it's so easy to miss that. Dang, getting busy. He's taught me the things in life that over the span of the short years we really have with our children, I want to have a relationship like he has with his sons and his family. And like Dean talked about last month, I want my son to stand up here one day and say those things about me. Don't you? Don't you? I met Charlie at church just one morning. A lot of you probably know Charlie. I said, hey, can I help you? Do you have any questions? He's like, no, no, not at all. Introduces himself. He's a pharmacist. I said, how you doing? I'm Brett. He said, I'm Charlie. We got to talking for a second. Started talking about working out. He goes, I run five miles a day. I said, five miles a day? He looked at me. He goes, don't you? (laughs) 86 years old. Come on. Unbelievable. So where are you physically? How do you feel? How do you feel in, in your body? Are you, are you eating right? What's in the cupboards at home? You're saying you're eating right, but then there's a bunch of trash in your cupboards. Trust me, it's easier said than done. Eating clean, meal prepping. You guys want to eat clean? Meal prep. That's the ticket. How do you do it? You got to plan for it. You absolutely have to plan for it. Isn't that right? So when you're eating right, and I hear people all the time say this, they're like, hey, I'm into working out. I'm going to work, you know, how many days are you working out? Oh, I'm working out six days a week. First thought that goes into my mind, not going to last. No way you can sustain six days a week. Tough. Some people can, but the majority, absolutely not. The things that you think about or the things that maybe you're dealing with, if you're looking at things you shouldn't be looking at, take your shirt off, stand in the mirror, and ask yourself, what am I doing? Am I giving my wife a reason to go look? How do I feel? Am I who I need to be with my kids? Am I as active as I can be? Where do I stand? Now, you don't have to... You don't have to be in tip-top, crazy physical shape, but what are you doing physically? Because if you're healthy physically, it'll impact your mind. You'll, you'll be in a better state to hear from God. When you read the Word and you have a routine in place and you're on that routine, trust me, it doesn't take that long. It doesn't take that long to have a physical connection. And I don't care what age you are either. I ran in a triathlon a couple weeks ago. A 62-year-old man beat me by 35 minutes. And I love that about a 62-year-old man. Rock on. 
How amazing is that? 62 years old, he went by 35 minutes on a three-hour event. Unbelievable. So don't say you're too old. There was a 79-year-old man there. He had ran every single Tulsa triathlon. He got another award this year for completing that one. 79 years old. You got an 86-year-old who runs five miles a day. What are you doing? What are you doing to stay healthy? I got a 20-minute workout to rock your world. You say you don't have enough time, I can relate. There's times you get up at 3, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, make it happen. Y'all, you need your tennis shoes. I'll give you a 20, 30-minute workout, and it'll blow your mind. So you have the time. You have it. It's right there in front of you. Just make the commitment. It'll make a difference in your life. It'll make a big difference. Let me ask you something else. Are you saying what you're praying? It's all like Proverbs 23, 7. It says, as a man speaks, so as he believeth. Listen to a lot of Charles Caps. What, what's going through your mind and out of your mouth? Are we saying, are the words that we're saying connecting to how we're, how we're reading? You guys want some more reading material? Check this out. This is for everyone. Maybe you're not dealing with the things we talked about earlier. Maybe you're not dealing with the, the purity and the, and the lust and, and the, the alcohol and all those things. Okay, maybe you're, you're done with the clean side of things. Awesome. Here's the leadership side of, of your life, personally, professionally. Here's a site. It's called Right Now Media. Church on the Move allows us to have access to Right Now Media. They spend a, a great deal of an investment to have and allow us to have access to this. You all can have access to this. I just took our leadership team through the 21 Irrefutable Laws by John Maxwell. So good. There is a ton of material right here, gang. That, he's live. He's, he's teaching this live on video. There are so many different videos here. You want to know? I don't care what you think about Tim Tebow. God worked in that man's life. The stories that he talks about with Philippians 4.13 and John 3.16, remember when he put that in black in his eyes? The story behind that and what God did in that playoff game three years after that will blow your mind. It will blow your mind. It's worth taking a look at. So Right Now Media, everyone has access to it. It's rightnowmedia.org. We can send this all to you. Slash account, slash invite, slash church on the move. You guys can have your own username and password, your own account to go through all of the material on Right Now Media. So it's all available to you. Dive in. Business, you guys are in business. Use this as a tool to lead your teams. In the home front, there's a ton of material. Personally, professionally, there's a whole section on kids. The videos, the games that they can play, our kids love that. So it's an amazing resource right, uh, right for you there. A little bit about eating, and I'm going to wrap up here in a couple of minutes. I get quite a bit. It's like, hey, what's the, what does a meal plan look like? like? How do I eat clean? I want to show you a couple of examples. If you guys want to be healthier eat more, a more clean diet. I eat clean during the week and I splurge on the weekends. There is no way you're going to be seven days a week eating clean all day, every day, all day, every day. There has to be a splurge somewhere at some point in time, even if it's just a little bit. I splurge a lot on the weekends, but I eat pretty darn clean during the week. Okay, so here's a couple of examples for you. On the meal prep, how many of you want to eat clean and have a meal prep? Come on. Who really wants to eat clean and have a meal prep? <laughs> I have something for you. Meal prepping. 
chicken, pork, pork tenderloin, you name it. Sundays is my day on the grill. Grill it all up for the week. There's a little brown rice. This is for lunch, okay? Brown rice, spinach, avocado, little feta cheese. Awesome meal. Very healthy. That's a great lunch option for you, okay? That's chicken. Could be pork. Now for dinner, here's your pork tenderloin. Sweet potato, a little bit of spinach, avocado. Great meal for you for dinner. What I hear a lot of times is that men stay up, stay up a little later than we should. By the way, can I, can I tell you, the only thing you really have control over every day is the time your feet hit the floor in the morning. You want to do something different in your life? You want to have more chair time? Get your butt out of bed. Get it out of bed. I hear all the time, oh, I can't I have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to sort of eat, you know, eat right. I don't have time to go to the gym. Get out of bed. I don't care if it's 4.30 in the morning. Get out of bed. You're in control of that, no one else. Part of that is you have to go to bed in order to get out of bed. You have to go to bed to get out of bed. Now, if you're staying up late, the snacking at night's going to kill you. That's what's going to pack on the pounds. People miss it easily on this one. So here's a quick one for you. It's a little protein bottle. It's protein powder and a little almond milk. Put that in a cup about this much, shake it up, shoot it, go to sleep. You won't be hungry. You don't like this option of protein powder? Get cottage cheese and a little fruit. That'll help you. One more time. Who wants this? So your sandwich bags, all right, your gallon sandwich bags, That'll help you prop up your gallon sandwich bags when you're loading for all your pre-meals. You don't have to, it's not falling over. You have two people to help you out. That'll help you. That thing's amazing. That'll help you a ton. So there's a little meal prep, a uh, little meal prep for you. So I challenge you with this, man. Here's a few things that I, uh, that I have, and I've got to wrap this thing up. Concepts of faith, cornerstone Christian counseling. When I call seek the root, seek the root. If you're having an issue with food, if you're having an issue, well, stay on food for a second. If that's one, you need to seek the root and figure out why you're abusing food, why you want that so much. And when I talk about seek the root, you need to figure out the root cause of what is causing that. If you're drinking too much, you've got to get to the root and find out what is the root cause behind that. Cornerstone Christian Counseling, don't be too big of a man to go. It'll change your life. It's a big deal. You guys are, you guys are struggling with something? Seek it out right there. I challenge you, man, rise up. Rise up and lead. Rise up and lead your family. Get plugged into church one step after another. Your wife's not involved. You have small kids. So what? Get plugged in yourself. Step up and lead your family. You want to have a say in how your kids are raised? Do some laundry. Do it. Do some laundry. You don't have a say in how your kids are raised if you're not plugged in. You're not doing the dishes. You're not doing laundry. You're not getting your butt off the couch and getting plugged into your household. You don't deserve to have a say. Just because you're a man, that doesn't mean anything. You got to get plugged into your house. I'm living it, gang. I'm challenging myself to do this, and I'm going to stand up here right now, and I'm going to challenge all of you to do it. Rise up. Rise up and be a leader. Be a leader in all walks of life. Food, God, fitness, morning routine, you need some help. He's right here. I want to say three, four words. Say it with me. I will. I will. Make time. I will. Make time. Stand up. Come on. Come on. Stand up. I will. Make time. time. One more time. I will. Come on. Make time. time. Love you guys. Thank you so much.
whoa. I feel Brett has followed me my entire life and just watching, like, you had me at dessert. (laughs) I want to talk about where you and Josh went. Like, that's my world, dessert and coffee. Um, Brett, thank you so much, Uh, my friend, my brother. That was was simply amazing. Um, I love the plug to Kirby Anderson as well. Uh, Kirby is a reoccurring speaker at our breakfast. Uh, My boss, Alfredo, who is here, has had Kirby at our office uh, we'll continue to plug him, and I believe we may have him lined up for the first of the year as well here. So um, reach out to us. You guys should get the email. Rumor has it there's problems with the emails. It's going to spam. Um, share the invite with your friends. Write Johnny, write me, whatever you need. We can get you Brett's information. Um, I don't know if you want to have to one-to-one with this guy. It sounds like he's pretty serious, so... Um, we can we can get you Kirby's information as well. So, uh, Brett, thanks again. That was both challenging and inspiring. Uh, God bless you. I, I believe God's anointing is clearly on you, my friend, and um, we'll have you back for sure. Uh, that's going to be hard to top, but Ephraim Taylor's going to try. <laughs> Next month, Ephraim Taylor. You guys know Ephraim? A lot of you guys know Ephraim? I think Kim and Brett should have like an arm wrestling match or something. Uh, Ephraim and his wife Rebecca have been married for nine years. They have five children, and they attend church, they've been attending Church of the Move for the last 10 years. They both currently serve at our 180 ministry. For years, Ephraim has had a dream to be on the show American Ninja Warrior. So two and a half years ago, he started training to be the next American Ninja Warrior. This summer, Ephraim got the call back. Next month... Ephraim's going to talk about that journey. He's going to talk about how strength comes in different forms. And I'm looking forward to hearing the story. So, guys, every month we just talk about how so we're we're just so grateful that you come to this. Um, It started as as, as a few guys getting together. And it's just really blossomed to something great and special. Um, it's an opportunity for these gems that we have in our church, not just our pastors. We have pastors come up here, which is we'll continue to have. Um, but, I mean, Brett, man, he's someone that should be sharing. Um, we've had some very amazing speakers up here that they should be sharing. So um, the volume speaks for itself. Continue to come, bring your buddies, uh, your teams, your, your small groups, your offices. We'll reserve tables for you. We'll cater to whatever you need. We'll make sure it happens. So let's end in prayer, and we'll let you guys get going. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this time that you've given us together to spend as brothers, to seek you, uh, to seek you corporately, Father God. God, let our lives bring you honor today. Let our conversations bring you glory. Help us to be better fathers, husbands, employers, employees. Lord, we ask you to bless this ministry, Pastor George, Pastor Whit George, and the leadership here and staff, the faculty. From the top to the bottom, bless this entire place. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, guys. Thank you.